0: Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey, Brendan, Steve here. And Larkin. And welcome back to Going In Rock Count Out. The greatest countdown show right here YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson available. Wherever fine podcasts are, if you're on one of those podcasts, be sure to leave a little rating and a review for us. It really helps boost the profile of the show. We're on Spotify, too. Yeah, now we're on the Spotify. Wow, that was, that, that was sudden. Yeah. We've been on there for a week, and I'm still processing it. But this. welcome. A welcome change. Welcome to Spotify. Yeah. Atlantis. Oh, yeah, it's good. oh, it's not you. Shape, you you, you trimmed trim. it, so it's not as effective now. I know. All right, I well, trim my beard when cut it cut my grows hair. out. Yeah, you you have the face that you can know. You know, you know, me. I only like to cut my hair, and trim
2: my beard maybe once a month. So give it time and it'll come back. Give, I get, you got
1: thirty days, and I'll. Uh, All right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit subscribe, notify. Uh, we're also on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a fantastic way to kick us a little bit of money, help support the show, and in return, you get stuff. It's kind of like a subscription service for cool going in raw friendos. You can either watch us as a live stream. We have this comic book with these stickers, the friendo care package. and sent a bunch of those out. Yeah, it's right there too. Um, it's really fantastic. Check it out. We have a bunch of reward tiers based on how much uh, you would be subscribing to our Patreon for. Yes, yeah. we're also prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Going In Raw. I'm still wearing. It, because I'm still in shock. I've been wearing this all week. This shirt. I am too. I think I'm going to actually wear this. So we're like we're recording this on the first day we're actually shooting this Tuesday. Week, but I think I'm going to wear this for the recaps also this are week. Are you going to wash it in between? Probably not. You. No, but I'll take it off when we're done. So like, we have like a four hour. Slightly work. better. A little bit better. I'm not going to wear it like overnight. I'm not gonna, I am going to take it off when we're not filming. Okay. Are you going to work out while wearing that shirt? No. That's all definitely right. a distinct line. Good. Good. I'm happy. Me too. I'm happy to. Anyways, this past Monday on Monday Night Raw, we saw an epic, historic performance in the Gauntlet match. Everybody's talking about it from one Seth Rollins. Yes. And uh, it sort of prompted us to, to ask ourselves, was that the best performance in Monday, Na- Monday Night Raw history? Uh, in order to answer that question, we have to stack it up against other yes. epic performances. Yes. That's what we're going to do I with the Ten of them, mm-hmm. and of course. We think
2: of ten things, we put them in a list, and they make a show out of it.
1: Now, there's kind of a difference to to talk about our qualifiers here.
2: Yeah, this is different than their usual qualifiers, which are being good,
1: legacy, kayfabe. Yeah, this is mainly the first one, just being good. Yes, and this doesn't... Legacy is part of it, because some of these matches, um, looking back historically, proved to be significant. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, Historical context is definitely a thing. Um, I will say this, though. This isn't necessarily... so. These are the greatest sort of individual performances, yes. if you will. Um, so, for example, we watched um, Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker, because a lot of people were talking up about that. Yes. Really fantastic match. Yeah. Didn't really make this list, though, because it didn't really stand out as like an epic performance from either one yeah. competitor. It was more just a really good story that was being Yeah, cool. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And a lot of things matches, either it's, it's a really good in-ring performance by one of the competitors, or in one case, both, or... Um it's wrestlers fighting through injury or near injury. Yeah. Or it's just a really uh, just a moment that made a
1: star of somebody. Right, exactly. But there's a couple that we took off that we that we had possibles for the list. One of them we took off also was uh, Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt, that cage match. Yeah. While it was it was a fantastic story moment that got everybody buzzing, in terms of performance wise, like it wasn't like an outstanding Well and it
2: happens during the course of a match. Wyatt and Daniel Bryan lost to the Usos mm-hmm. and then afterwards yeah. for Daniel Bryan. Left the Wyatt family. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, so, here we go. Number 10. 10. Finn Balor. This uh, was his debut main roster episode. Yeah. Um, for the number one contendership against Roman Reigns on July 25th. 2016
2: Let me run down this card This is the first Raw I believe After the draft
1: That's right This is the, the complete rebrand So everything was yes. brand new yeah. so Let
2: me give you the rundown Of this card Because it's actually In hindsight Really good Another yeah. episode We should do at some point Is top 10 episodes of Raw ever Yeah, This would be a contender
1: First match
2: Was uh, Finn Balor Defeating Cesaro Rusev And Kevin Owens Remember, there was two fatal 4 matches. Mm-hmm. One of those matches would face the main event. They're more for universal.
1: And for and to kick off the show, the entire roster was on the stage. As I think Stephanie yeah. was addressing them, saying, "This is a new era. This is also coming hot off the heels of Roman Reigns's um, punishment. Return from punishment, yes. or
2: did he? No, he. This was after he served his suspension. After
1: he served his suspension for uh,
2: a, a, a wellness policy violation. Right. He came back. And so, of course, when he's in involved in this, we all think, "All right, he's going to win." Mm-hmm. But then, at Money in the Bank in June, prior to this, he had lost clean to Seth Rollins. Yeah, and I believe the pay per view following that um, he lost his battleground. I think a triple threat match between Dean, Seth, and himself for WWE Champion, and that was after the draft. So Dean, who was a champ, leaving battleground went to SmackDown.
1: Yeah, and uh, the the pop that Finn got, they they really treated Finn like a major star. Coming out of the draft, he was drafted from NXT to Raw. at, I think number five or something, something
2: like that. that. He, he did not make appearance at the draft.
1: At right. All. Yeah. This exactly. This is his first
2: appearance on the main roster. Remember that part where he was on the stage and Stephanie's addressing various superstars, and talk turns to him, and he kind of steps out from like, yeah. the second row
1: with his jacket. And he it looks, looks cool. so cool. Yeah. And everybody kind of looked at him, and he was like, "Yeah, he just, oh, he's the man." But anyways, yeah, he went through two matches. Yes. Um, two fantastic performances. The first, like you said, the Fatal Four Way. Run down the rest of the cards.
2: Um, second match, Nia Jax defeated Britt Baker.
1: That's interesting. I had no idea that that was one of her jobber. Yeah, not.
2: I didn't know either. Um, sec or third, Roman Reigns defeated Sheamus, Chris Jericho, and Sami Zayn. In the second Fatal Four Way match. So mm-hmm. set up Balor versus Reigns mid event. Um, Neville
1: and I do remember live tweeting this and everybody freaking out because they're like oh man they're going to job out Finn Balor and I was like there's no way they're jobbing out Finn Balor in his first time out
2: Uh, Neville defeated Curtis Axel um, Sasha defeated Charlotte to win the women's championship for the first time.
1: Oh wow! Okay,
2: yeah, um, that's huge. Braun Strowman defeated
1: James Ellsworth. Oh, okay. Pretty
2: monumental episode of Raw. No kidding. Um, Cass and Enzo defeated the Shining Stars. Okay, and in the main event, Balor defeating Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was it was fantastic. Just an absolute star making performance. You knew from the very second he got there, and when he beat Roman Reigns, I remember having it on my head: he's totally going to win that mm-hmm. Universal Championship. He's going to be the first Universal Champion, mm-hmm. and it turned out he was. He, he totally did.
2: was. He won, but and he, it was only a shoulder injury that we kept were there. him from having a hopefully a pretty uh,
1: memorable run. Mm-hmm, yeah, so um, that was really cool. Well, yeah, Finn Balor in that first episode of Main Roster Raw, he was on. Yes, number nine, nine Roman Reigns. Thinking of Roman Reigns about a year, no, about six months or seven months before his uh, his punishment United States <laughs> Championship yeah, run, no. um, um,
2: he was in a WWE title program with Sheamus. Um, of course, uh, the WWE title was vacated at Survivor Series 2015 or before t- Survivor Series 2015. There's a tournament um, after Seth Rollins blew out his knee. Um, the finals was Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won, but then Sheamus came came down, cashed in his money, at the bank briefcase beat Roman Reigns the, t- the title. So, at this point, of course, we were well into this Roman Reigns experiment. Uh, divided crowds, a lot of boos, a few scattered cheers when he would arrive for his matches. Um, it was just the earlier that year, I believe, that Roman Reigns... Yeah, Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Building this match happened. His yeah. match against Sheamus. So, a matter of 11 months difference. Yeah. It's 11 months later... On December 4th, 2015, that same city, which booed not only Roman Reigns, but The Rock out of the building after Reigns won the Rumble, cheered... Roman Reigns beating Sheamus for the WWE Championship. This in the was the main event. This
1: was the most over I've ever seen Roman Reigns. Yeah, and he was insanely over because, and we we referenced this before back then, especially. It was forty-eight hours of perfection booking for Roman Reigns because I think when Sheamus cashed it in right after that, Triple H came out and Roman Reigns wrecked the crap out of him. Out well, of there, wasn't an, there was, I
2: believe, there's another paper. Oh, yeah, you're right, Mr. Yes, I think this is a week after Survivor
1: Series. Okay, and that's when, and that's when everybody finally was like, "Oh my god." This is the Roman Reigns we want to see. Like, Triple H, now they telling him to calm down. And they had this problem with Roman Reigns where he would just kind of sometimes fade into the background yeah. and other people would sort of hog the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And we never knew if that was intentional, if that was just him not sort of forcing himself on situations. I don't know what. But when you finally saw him reach his breaking point and destroy Triple H multiple times over, yeah. um, it was it was a sight to see. And then there had to do something with I think McMahon. Yeah, was this like, match
2: he pit, he punched Vince.
1: Yeah, okay, this is the match where he punched Vince, Vince. Vince, uh, step up on the apron. Yeah, Vince McMahon right. punch. Oh, and it was great. It's like this is because it was so reminiscent of like the top, you know, babyface that we all remember so oh, well, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah. It was the most Stone Cold thing he's ever yeah. done, and of course they got him over huge. Yep, um, he ended up beating Sheamus for that championship, and like you said, the same building he was booed out of. They, you know, lavish praise Huge on Huge pop. Yeah, big time. so And it was, it was a fantastic performance. He finally sort of understood um, what he was supposed to be, and then for some reason they just completely... Unwed.
2: Yeah, it was shortly after this he started fading to the background again. They, they yeah. started pairing up with Dean Ambrose on a regular yeah. basis, hoping to get Reigns over, thanks to his association with Dean, who was extremely over at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, again, just kind of faded to the background.
1: Yeah. Uh, number eight. Eight. Sammy Zayn. Uh, This was one of the best things about John Cena's U.S. title open challenge. Yes. um, Was who was going to come out at that time? I think, was this before or after Kevin Owens? Before. This is before Kevin Owens. Um, Sami Zayn uh, answered the challenge and uh, had just an absolutely stellar match. But here's another thing thing to consider.
2: This happened on the the Raw on May 4th, 2015. Here's another thing to consider here. He did it all... With an injured shoulder. Yeah. While he was making his entrance to the ramp, mm-hmm. he, I think, dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so he wrestled this entire match, which was phenomenal, mm-hmm. with an injured shoulder. He was out of action, I think, for like eight months because of this injury. Yeah. And yet, he managed to put on a stellar effort against John Cena. They worked the arm injury into the story a little bit. Fantastic match. And you mentioned this is a series of great matches that Cena had during the U.S. Open mm-hmm. Challenge. He had yeah. one against Neville, I believe. He had one against Cesaro. The whole series against Kevin Owens was
1: great. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so, but yeah, this is really Sami Zayn, his first appearance in the main roster. He made himself a massive star. Bret Hart came out, introduced him because they were in Canada.
1: I, per- I totally forgot that part. That's hilarious. Um,
2: and a uh, huge star making performance from Sami Zayn. He was already incredibly over in NXT. Mm-hmm. But between the circumstance, Bret Hart, Canada, Performance he put on against John Cena made him seem like a huge start immediately, which was great for him. Sadly, he hasn't been booked nearly as well during his yeah. WWE ten years since this moment. But I would say it's either this or his first victory over Kevin Owens. I think at Battleground the following mm-hmm. year. Yeah, that was those are two highlights of WWE career thus far.
1: Yeah, I think he's. They're kind of booking him a little bit better now on SmackDown than yeah, he's taken interesting. He's taken sort Get of some, wins, the lead heel role from Kevin Owens. It's, it, I'm in, I'm at least interested to see where that goes yes. as opposed to for a very long time he was a sort of uh treading water. Yeah. Number 7. 7. Sasha Banks. This was came in a match versus Charlotte. Of course, they had an epic rivalry all throughout tw- uh, 2016. Um was it all throughout 2016 or starting? It was the
2: second half of 2016. Okay,
1: that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, they had like a series of matches that were just fantastic. This is a false count anywhere match um, where like it, it it was it was brutal. It was physical. There was a little bit of it that was kind of clumsy, but they were giving everything they had. This is the main event of Raw. It felt like a real fight. November 28th. It felt like a really a real fight, and it culminated with her uh, putting Charlotte in a bank statement. Like wrapped through Threw a guardrail in the audience. Oh, that was fantastic! It was such a great visual. Mm-hmm. And of course, this was also a lot of people criticized this. So I was okay with it. the The title was was a little bit of hot potato.
2: Yeah, it was changing hands a yeah, You look back in the Attitude Era, that happened all the time.
1: Oh, I know, I know. Every Raw, there'd be like another. Yeah, yeah
2: or pay per views, yeah. the title would change hands a lot. Like mm-hmm. The Rock's longest reign as champ was like seventy five days. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have a whole lot of three hundred day reigns back in the Attitude Era,
1: right? Exactly. Um,
2: they were using the belt to to advance story, and I think they they developed a lot of great stories out of this mm-hmm. feud that still persists today. The idea that Sasha can't defend the title, yeah, persists to this day because of this feud because she'd win the belt and then the following pay per view she'd lose it. Yeah. So maybe in a year or so, that's that's the story beat that's going to come up, and she will eventually either win the belt in a pay per view or success- successfully defend it.
1: Hmm.
2: At you know whether it be at a pay per view or episode of Raw, yeah. Um, this this feud made a s st- absolute star out of each uh, competitor, both Sasha and Charlotte, on the main roster. Um, and and, and you know it led to the first time the women main evented a pay per view. Mm-hmm, Hell and the right. cell,
1: yeah, Hell and the cell, yeah. Um, yeah, this was my personal favorite match out of any of their their series. I thought it was Hell on a cell would have been if they had actually the Sasha the match, yeah. win the, fi- the the finish of that match. Also, mm-hmm. was like really weird. Yeah. Number six, six. The one, two, three kid versus Scott Hall, May seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. Again, this was. I mean, you can kind of put this mainly on Scott Hall for doing the job to X Pac. Yeah, getting his friend over. But yeah. what a stunning, amazing uh, fin And especially back then, the one, two, three kid. The one thing that he was fantastic at is just straight up wrestling.
2: Yeah, like even he though he's one of the never won. He was a jobber.
1: He was one of the most exciting guys in the ring at the time, um, and he got a surprise. Uh, it was like a roll-up, Yeah, right? he did a
2: top rope move and mm-hmm. stayed on top for the cover and got the win. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Massive shock to the audience. I think it was a pretty short match, a matter of a couple minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then the rematch, of course, is when uh, there was that botch on the outside and landed more or less headfirst on concrete. Whenever
1: I see that, I get a headache. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, God. Ugh. It's really surprising nobody, not more people, have died doing that oh, stuff. Know. You know, especially when there's no mats on the outside. I know. Like, oh God! I know it's pretty surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Jordan Devlin, you like literally, oh, his, I know, his the song, brain in the back. skull
2: essentially. He a oh. huge gash in the back of his head.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh my God!
2: What? The edge of his head just hit the
1: the corner of the ring, right? I think so. Yeah, right around the
2: apron. <laughs> it's Cracked his Head open.
1: Ouch. <laughs> uh anyways, yeah. Of course, that made a huge star out of the one two three. Or it made a star out of the yeah, one yeah, yeah. kid. It put him on the map for sure. And of course, he had a great career as, and he still has a great career. Um, as a X Pac, X Pac, and six, and Pac, and a couple other things. One two his? three kid. What did he call the himself kid. in in TNA? What did he call himself? It was something. other... It was like six-pock. I think it was six-pock.
2: Yeah, because he was six in WCW. Right. So he threw them all together. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. So anyways, but yeah, that was definitely a memorable raw moment and a fantastic performance. Yes. One, two, three, kid. Number five. Five. Ric Flair. This came in a TLC match versus Edge, January 16, 2006. This comes hot on the heels or hot off the heels of the live sex show, which of course came hot on the heels of
2: Edge cashing in money at the bank for the very first time against John Cena, New Year's mm-hmm. Revolution, becoming WWE champion.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, Flair interrupted the live sex show the previous week, led to this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Flair, like he often does, came to this match with a head wound. Mm. Seemed to be uh, in various <laughs> states of his career. <laughs> yeah. Permanently with a head wound. Yeah. Um, and very quickly, he was bleeding from said wound.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um uh, I believe this is the first time Ric Flair was ever in a ladder match,
1: oh, but he really. points
2: himself really uh, quickly. Yeah, um, matching Edge for the better part of the match, spot for spot. Um, he takes an absolute beating from Edge. Gets the concerto. Gets put through a table. Bleeds everywhere. How old was
1: Ric Flair during uh, when this when this match went down? Uh, let's see here. He was born in 1949. So, been 56 50, or so. Yeah. Almost, yeah, 56. And he was Ric Flair at the time. I actually watched a bunch of this run because it was fascinating to me and I always wanted him to like, you know, it was it was a great story. Mm-hmm. It was two years later, less than two years later, that he, he ended up being retired. Oh, just over a year later, actually. When was this again? This
2: 2006.
1: Was, uh, January 2006. Okay, well, so no, it's over two years later. He ended up retiring uh, against HBK, mm-hmm. retiring from the WWE mm-hmm. against HBK in a classic match. He was one of the best performers that the WWE had at the time, at the age of 56. Right, no,
0: he,
2: he would still bump all over the place. He would balance, bump balance, all over balance, the place. He was everywhere.
1: He was putting on phenomenal performances to close out his WWE um, career. I mean, yep. you sort of bleed the WWE from the WCW that whole time, you know, before yeah, yeah. he was like a TNA and stuff. But... My God, he was putting... And this is a fantastic match. He had this entire crowd into it. Um, Charlotte was uh, sitting ringside. Yeah. And you could see, like, his whole family was really into it. They were like, like Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. So the crowd was super into it. Edge was just the biggest son of a bitch ever. Yeah, and the
2: whole, you know, the, the, the idea that Flair could win the world title for the 17th time. Yeah. That was all the
1: story. That was story all, all out there. Yeah. And it was like, I just... It's one of those things where... Only who would have won it, and oh, I know. No. I know this served a story. I understand it
2: elevated edge of the It steel. elevated yeah. edge
1: big time. I understand all that, but could you imagine the pop? That I'm always a fan of. If you know you have a crowd, if you know you have that moment and you can just blow the roof off the place I know, and I know. pull the trigger. It was kind of like when we were watching the Jeff Hardy-Undertaker match. Yeah. That crowd was so into it, if they had just pulled the trigger... that's
2: I always have a, 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 an issue with the Hell in a Cell match between Sasha and Charlotte. Right, yeah. After Sasha's hometown, if she would have won that match, especially in dramatic fashion, that building would have exploded.
1: Oh, I know, I know. It always kind of... I mean, I, I totally get the concept of... You know, you want to build up more heel heat. But yeah. in my opinion, just in my opinion, there's a million ways you can do that without robbing the uh, a fiery crowd. I know, of a huge moment. Of a I huge moment, exactly. It's not like they're every week. They're You know, they're relatively... Yeah, few and far between. between. That's for sure. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Next, number four. Four. Lita. This comes against Trish Stratus, who also put in a fantastic yes. performance. The first time the women's division main event at a RAW. It was December six, two thousand four. A match that, um, according to I forget Sasha Banks, maybe Bailey. I forget. Who. Oh, they still show at the uh, performance center. And for a time, they still show, yeah showed at the performance center. Um, and uh, and it really sort of laid the groundwork for you know ten years later, twelve years later, whatever, when Sasha and Charlotte were main eventing RAW. Um, and I mean now they main event, now the the women's division main events on like a regular basis. They just did they this they past Literally Monday. just did.
2: Um and uh, this match was fantastic. Um, Lita just about broke her neck during this match due to suicide dive. Oh my
1: gosh, she rolled herself up backwards. Yeah, yeah. That was um, scary.
2: on to Trish. Nonetheless, great performances from both Trish and Lita. Mm-hmm. Um, super memorable. As you said, they still play it at the Forum Center to this very day. Mm-hmm. In terms of showing how to how to uh, wrestle, captivating uh, match, full of storytelling and in, and wonderful in ring psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was it was fantastic. Really good match. Lita was like one of the best too. Oh yeah, yeah, like one of my favorites. All right, let's see you next number three. Three Seth Rollins. This just happened.
2: This is the one that just happened this, just this happened past happened Monday, wrong. February nineteenth. 2018 for those who are watching it in the distant future.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah.
2: reference, in case there's Evergreen another... Evergreen episode. In, in case there's another stellar Seth Rollins performance on Raw.
1: So, leading up to this... Uh, the previous week, he said he wants to be the man. He wants to be... Yeah, because prior to that, he had just been sort of relegated to guy who might be trying to get uh, Roman Reigns over. They had him uh, going back with the Shield. What was he doing before they put him back with the Shield? So, at WrestleMania, he fought Triple, Triple H... H. H. And He really um, wasn't doing much after that. Yeah, they, they don't like... It wasn't until the Superstar Shake-Up was happened. kind of doing some stuff with Samoa Joe a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And but then
2: Superstar Shake-Up, Dean came back. Mm-hmm. They had their storyline, got back together. Dean got hurt. Jason Jordan
1: yeah. partnered
2: up with him. He got hurt.
1: Just a whole lot of, and it's it's funny because you kind of take Seth Rollins for granted a little bit, yeah. Because but you always go back to, oh, he's one of the best wrestlers they have, as evidenced by his performance on Raw this past. Absolutely, month. and so when he, uh, you know, Jason Jordan unfortunately got injured, but it did clear a path for Seth Rollins to come out with, you know, and, and say to Kurt Angle, I want to be, I wanted to be Monday Night Rollins again. Mm-hmm. I want to be the man. Yeah, and uh, and it only took one week for them to put him in this gauntlet match. And he lasted an hour and five minutes. and five minutes beat Roman reigns and John Cena back to back, back to back um, in an absolutely stellar performance. And the thing is granted yes, it's it's predetermined, it's fake, whatever you want to call it. But being able to tell a story between two competitors, two or two opponents, for an hour and five minutes the way he did, the amount of cardio that entails, yes. the amount of stamina rather that entails, the strength that entails, yes. it is. I mean, there's a reason this dude. Is, I mean, is fit for this because he does all that CrossFit yeah, stuff. Yeah, cross, CrossFit Jesus, the CrossFit Jesus man. Um, it was it, you, no, not just anybody can do this. Like very few people can put on a match. The fact like that this.
2: towards the end of the match, after he's been in the ring for roughly an hour. He more or less deadlifts John Cena to give him an AA. He also does the suplex Falcon Arrow combo, which demands a lot of strength. The fact that he does that stuff after wrestling for already an hour, super impressive.
1: This single-handedly put him back in the main event picture. Yeah. He should absolutely be added to the universal title scene. Not just added. He should win it. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: How about this? I just thought of this. What if he's put in that match, wins it, and that's
1: the catalyst for Roman Reigns to turn heel? would be great. That'd be perfect. I'd love it. And then Brock Lesnar rides off in the sunset.
2: Yeah, he has a retirement match against Braun Strowman.
1: Braun wins. Braun wins and eats Brock Lesnar alive. There you go. I'm going to eat you now. And everybody's like, oh, that's funny. And then he's like, Khush. no, uh, one bite. Oh, just like, like the cartoonish bone, chicken on bone-like thing? Or turkey leg. Yeah. Like that? Yeah be weird. Um, yeah, no, this is a fantastic, fantastic performance from Seth Rollins. I'm still, everybody's still buzzing about
2: yeah, it. Yeah, we talked a lot about it in our Raw recap we just did earlier. Yeah, it was like an hour.
1: Yeah, it was weird because, like, that match, it was one match for two hours.
2: In our podcast, which was, by and large, focused on that one match, was an hour and a
1: half. Yeah, we talked to, like, 30 minutes about Jeff Jarrett's two-minute of oh, Fame video. So, that's our show. Number two! To Triple H. H! This, of course, came when he tore his quad... Clean off the bone.
2: Yes, during a spot in this match where he was tag-teaming with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The as two a two-man man power, power trip. trip. Taking on Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Yeah. Took place May 21st, 2001.
1: Many people call this the finest match in Raw history.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember it being all over the place. They fought in the ring, outside the ring, on the announce table, everywhere.
1: And, of course, uh, the moment late in the match when Triple H comes in and uh, tries to, I think, break up like a submission, maybe like a Jericho submission on Austin, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe? Like clothesline diving, and he tears his quad. And, te- and
1: then, of course, like, you know, after the fact, they go back and you can see it in slow-mo, like the muscles just ripple. Yeah. Um, that led to like an eight-month or nine-month uh, absence from the ring, and he came back bigger and better than ever to a rousing ovation. But the fact that he tore his quad and then still... Um, finish the match. Finish the match. He got put in... A like lion tamer, right? lion tamer. Like, like every move you shouldn't do after that, that will completely kill you, Yeah. he did yeah. in service of the match. Yep. I can't think... I mean, Triple H, say what you will, he is one of the most dedicated... I can't think of a person more dedicated to professional wrestling than Triple H who understands it. I mean, I. I we both you know, uh, uh, talk him up quite a bit thanks to his work in NXT, Mm -hmm. what he does behind the scenes. Um, As uh, an in-ring competitor, he does have a reputation, especially during the mid-aughts, of of his reign of terror when he was burying all sorts of people, which I kind of think is overblown. But um, you cannot say the guy didn't have the most gutsy performance wrestling the finish of the match with a torn quad Against uh, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic yep. match. And everybody turns down and says, look at Triple H. Number one. Oh one. Man. John Cena and Shawn Michaels. April 23rd, 2007. This match went over an hour. Well,
2: just under an hour.
1: Just under an hour. Rematch
2: from their match at WrestleMania 23. Yeah. Where uh, another classic match. John Cena picked up the win, retained his WWE championship. Mm-hmm. This was a non-title match, but in this case, Shawn Michaels picked up the win over John Cena. I believe this happened six days before a pay-per-view. Oh, wow. So, okay. kind of reminiscent of the Seth Rollins situation, mm-hmm. where he just wrestled 65 minutes six days before Elimination Chamber, which I'm sure he'll be in the ring for at least a half hour.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I hope they give Seth some time off this I week. I hope
1: he's just chilling out this week.
2: Yeah. I'm, I hope right now he's at home in Iowa, mm-hmm. playing some Madden, Yeah, on the couch, yep. icing up his body where it hurts, yep. and just taking... Some time off. Tranquilo. Relax. Exactly.
1: It's prob- anyway. It's probably on a house show tonight, though.
2: No, there's no house shows for Raw on Tuesdays. So oh, really? Tuesday okay. Off. Um, I believe so, at least. But anyways, back to this match. Great match. Took place in London. Um, it's very rare you see a match go this long without it being some sort of Iron Man type match.
1: Yeah, a lot of people... So I thought this was actually an Iron Man match, but apparently you. it's
2: not. I don't believe so.
1: Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, an Iron Man match, there's like a number of pinfalls that you have, right? Well, you have
2: a time limit, you have like yeah. 30 or 60 minutes. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But this just happened to go an hour.
1: Yeah. Um, This, too, is also considered the, like one of the greatest matches oh, in, yeah. in, in WWE or Raw history. Um, Yeah, I mean, the crowd totally... It's funny, too, because when you watch the rest of Raw, it's kind of a mess. Because I remember watching... I, I went back and watched this, and I was like, good Lord, there's there's a lot of garbage in 2007. <laughs> But then it finishes with this matter. I don't know if this was the main event. Yeah, it was. I think, yeah, okay. Um, and it's absolutely stellar. I mean, John Cena, we've said this before, John Cena can put together a five-star match. Yep. He can do it. I mean, he has done it. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those situations where, you know, it's, it's it's it would be difficult not to call this that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, It's just, you know, John Cena also when he's on cruise control, it's really obvious that he's on cruise control. He's the
2: Survivor Series last year.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, no, absolutely still match. I watched this a little while ago, so it's hard to recall the particulars, but I do remember being pretty blown away mm-hmm, by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes, there you go. The two gutsiest performances, or the two best performances in Monday Night Raw history go to John Cena and Shawn Michaels. Yes. But all of these people are fantastic. Great. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for Count Out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye.